back, everybody, to another uh, podcast of Sounds Like NYC. Uh, today, I have somebody that I became friends with on the internet in the past two weeks, and um, he's a very interesting guy. We actually have very similar kind of like career. Tra- would you say like I guess career paths or like career? Aspects? Yeah, career paths. Yeah, so it's gonna be fun talking with him, and his name is Joey Papa. And Joey is a musician out of musician and producer out of New Jersey, and he's been professionally pursuing, you know, um, studio <laughs> life in the studio for the past four years. Um, and he, you currently have two bands, right, or like two kind of like musical projects going on? Yeah, there's there's two main things I, I, I okay. work with. So there's Electric Sensei, which is. Um, really the brainchild of me and another musician, Spencer Danielli. Okay, Very nice, talented nice. songwriter. And he, he's yeah. the main songwriter of that project. Uh-huh. Um, and then I help with, you know, the production and the engineering side of things. And, and oh. I mix all the stuff. Oh, okay, I see. And, and I'm the drummer. So, But he, he okay. does production too and, okay. and helps with the mixing process as well. So it's really a joint effort between the two of us. And, okay. And, uh, yeah, there's a couple other guys in the band, a good friend of mine, Zach. Okay, cool. Wilson, who plays keyboards. And, okay. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's it. The three of us have been a core for the past two and a half years. Okay, nice. Uh, but we kind of have this revolving door policy. Ah, okay, yeah. Kind of like snarky puppy, done, I guess. Like a, yeah, like yeah, a, like we, a collective, I guess, more than like anything else. Yeah. It it it's it's kind of been like that. Yeah. So we've we've probably been through like six or seven bass players, <laughs> and uh, really, and yeah. yeah, and maybe like four guitar players, but. Um, yeah, and and then in the studio we use different people and stuff like uh, that too. So yeah. it's uh, it's kind of just whoever we can grab at the moment. Okay, we'll, we'll join up. So um, so why, because it yeah. varies the sound a lot. Eight bass players, I guess they're like too busy doing like other stuff. Because I know that like being a good bassist basically is like a lifetime gig. <laughs> like you're yeah, never being out of a job. It's uh, it's it's various reasons, you know. Mm-hmm. Some guys, some guys didn't cut it. Some guys uh, just weren't that serious enough. Okay. Um, yeah. Others were too busy. Uh, um, sometimes, sometimes it works out for a while, and then yeah. you don't vibe with that person necessarily. Uh, okay. Yeah. You know, there's there's always a, there's always something else going on. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, luckily we've been able to stay consistent over the last five years. Okay, that's good. Yeah. 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 So that's that. That's the that's my main project, really. Okay, 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 yeah. And then you have another project, correct? Yeah, Ipkiss. So Ipkiss, named, yeah. Named after um, Stanley Ipkiss from The Mask. Oh, okay, good. Cool. That, that movie um, from the 90s. I've, I've, I've seen you reviews know. of it, but I don't think I've ever sat down and watched it. Or maybe yeah, I did a, when I was a, a kid, but, like, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> goofy 90s Jim Carrey movie yeah, based yeah, on yeah, a comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I just for some reason that name stuck with me for a while, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's that's all me. Yeah, um, that's my that's my my ego and musical form. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> so yeah. so yeah, I'm I'm hoping to expand it, it eventually and mm-hmm. bring some people in and do live shows whenever mm-hmm. that happens again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, for now it's just like my my studio baby. So what are the differences between like your two musical projects, like? Is there like what do you get out of out of like doing both of them instead of just like focusing on like one or the other? That's a, that's a good question. Um, 
when I first started Ipkiss, I was actually, I think a lot of musicians go through this if they have like a main band that they're in. Yeah. Um, and especially if they're not the main creative force. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to do my own thing. And I felt that Spencer was pretty adequately um, putting Cramping his your voice style. <laughs> Well, yeah, it was, well, yeah. no, 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 no. He, he was, <laughs> yeah, I'm he just was joking, doing, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, <laughs> he was doing such a, such a good job at writing that style of music that it was mm-hmm. like, well, I don't really feel that necessary to step mm-hmm. into this. You know, I'll, I'll make a, you know, if he asks for advice for certain things or, you know, if I'm, I'm working with him on production, I'll give my two cents. But I felt like the sound of the band really was him and, and his vision. Mm-hmm. And so I felt that, I wanted to take things just a little differently. And I have written stuff in the past that has um, not worked for what I intended it to, Ipkiss, mm-hmm. and then it's gone over to Sensei. So okay, I see. Um, sometimes that works out. So it's, but yeah. it's, uh, at first I was like kind of nervous to do it because I'm like, well, he's going to think I'm abandoning him. And, but, <laughs> yeah. but I think artists generally understand that, you know, we have to have creative outlets. Yeah, you have to have multiple avenues of yeah. sometimes for some people you have to be able to create in different ways so. yeah 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 okay that's really cool because i feel like obviously like i feel like i have like similar feelings too like i do like want to like you know form a band or like become a part of a band but i still want to like produce my like own music and like stuff like that yeah it's it's important to have the the one thing i think that you can gear and and or, or guide and 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 is of your you know it's your musical base yeah. you've got to have one yeah you know yeah. some people are okay with not having it and they're just the side guy yeah or side girl or whatever but uh but yes some you know I, for me i've always felt the need to front something yeah so yeah. is that I like is that like ego yeah 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 <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a very <laughs> it's a very controlled form of ego i guess yeah. because at the end of the day like you also have to realize even though i'm i'm writing and recording a lot of this stuff on my own i think it would probably and this is a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people mm-hmm. it, including me it's probably it would my music would be better if i collaborated with other people look i've already realized that <laughs> as of right now i can't speak for myself in the future but i do realize like the importance of like collaboration because like you know i'm so limited in, in you know what i can do because i'm not that talented of course if, if i would practice more <laughs> probably i'll be like able to do more things on my own but i do like collaboration just because of like you have generally or in most cases with me i usually will have somebody who's like way better as a musician overall than me adding to the crap i made and then makes that crap you know yeah, 10 yeah, times yeah. better overall you're just steering the boat you're yeah exactly the ship. yeah exactly i just have like you know other people make up for my lack of musical creativeness slash skill so like it's great yeah, yeah and collaboration. It, it's great because everyone thinks you're talented yeah. and you, you can ride on that forever yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah no cool. but yeah but i do yeah but like collaboration definitely is important and i feel like especially in like these days of like social media everybody's trying to you know break through the noise and stuff like that and i feel that like through like collaboration it's kind of like so it's not like a crabs in a bucket type of situation where like everybody's climbing for the top or you like bringing down people with you or whatnot. Collaboration, I don't know. It just feels, it just feels good to help people. They're helping you, and just like you guys will like rise together to the top, you know. So I just like really yeah. like the idea of like collaboration. I'm not good enough as a musician to really express <laughs> all of my ideas 
by myself, I feel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sure, man. Yeah. And that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's big to admit, you know, you have to be able to admit that and come to terms with it and know that other people, you know, much better than you at certain things. And yeah. Yeah. um, And that, yeah, that's, that's one of the pieces of the puzzle. Like in the last, in the last couple of years, I've really begun to focus on uh, the business side of things and Mm -hmm. like trying to, trying to wrap my head around how to get your mm-hmm. music licensed mm-hmm. how to go through the the correct avenues of of getting contracts done yeah. and the, the musicianship is important you know understanding the business side of mm-hmm. things eventually mm-hmm. um and then you know how important networking really is me and um joey basically have like similar goals but that's basically doing music in japan and just like working in like that <laughs> scene and like whatnot so like What's like? What's like uh, your story with like how do you like discover Japanese music and like what like what was the push for you to actually try and like go into that music industry, go into that scene? Finally, mm-hmm. got to see my buddy Koji's band. So we had met the, my first trip there, but I didn't get to mm-hmm. see him play. We just had yeah. met at the bar, yeah, and started chatting. What's his What's his band's name? Uh, Dogs. Ooh, it, yeah, they're, they're, they're a grunge, they're a grunge ah, band. Nice, yeah. And uh, he's super into, you know, Nirvana and, okay, and Soundgarden yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. And, and, and so that was, I thought that was really cool. You know, yeah, it was yeah. like whatever the reverse of a, a weeaboo is, you know. <laughs> I don't know if there's a name for when Japanese people are really into I don't think probably American Japanese culture. people have a name for it or they just say like <laughs> something, something like an American otaku or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Something, something yeah, like something close like to that. that. Yeah, yeah. So, so he was one of those, and and uh, and we hit it off, and he and he spoke perfect English too. So yeah. naturally, we were able to uh, converse yeah. fluently. Yeah. And so, so yeah, so I got to see him the second time, and while I was there, yeah, something during his show, there was another band that went on after, and they were really good. Do you remember and their name? I think the way you pronounce it is Jumo, and it was Never it was French. Them. It was like J U M E U X. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so Jumo maybe is yeah. how you say it. And yeah. I approached them after they played and mm-hmm. I, uh, luckily they all spoke English and <laughs> my, my Japanese is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 uh, we started chatting and I said, listen, if you guys want a free mix, you know, hit me up. I would love to work with you guys. Nice, nice. And, um, so that was kind of the first band that I had established almost when I got back at the mm-hmm. end of my trip, they, they had sent me the song immediately. Okay, so cool. they recorded it in Tokyo and, and, and sent me that track. And then I went on to mix um, uh, something for uh, Koji's drummer, uh, Nobo, who's in another mm-hmm. band called Concursus. They're a metal band. And then it kind of just started snowballing. Like I posted in the, there's the Gaijin music group or something like that. And, and people are always posting in, you know, for shows. And so yeah. I just said, hey, you know, like if anybody wants a free mix, mm-hmm. you know, I'll do a free mix. And then I ended up getting a few clients that way because I would do one free mix Mm-hmm. Hopefully they would enjoy it, which yeah. a few of them did, and then I yeah. was hired to. Do then we got to pay the moolah, yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. That's how you get them in, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, my my scheme worked, and uh, <laughs> so I've been able to kind of infiltrate, you know, with a few bands, and 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 luckily they've liked my work. Dude, and, yeah, you're like already on your way more than like more than like I am, because like, um, because I discovered how much I like 
arranging or like working on like arrangements in my music because I did it like two of my friends that are both like singer songwriters when, when I was in Japan. So I was just like being kind of annoying and saying, Hey, I mean, I, because they're both kind of like, you know, guitar and vocal, like piano and vocal, that type of stuff. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I really like what you're doing. Could I just like mess around with like creating kind of like a full band mix? And I started, started to do that. And I was like, and I like really discovered that, that I like doing it. It's just like really cool. Working with other, from people with other countries, you have a yeah. very different sense of how they go about music. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. it's very different from yeah. like how we as Westerners yeah. will approach certain things or, yeah. you know, certain yeah. harmonies they'll choose yeah, yeah. because their, their ears are more accustomed to that to certain, type of music, Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, one thing, speaking of that, one thing I've learned is that like there's just a fine balance between because, you know, Americans, we tend to be kind of like more like aggressive and like whatnot when we're like approaching, you know, even like stuff like this, like, yeah, let's do this now. Let's go. Let's get it. I'm really <laughs> excited for your stuff. I feel like it's more about like you have to develop some sort of rapport or some sort of relationship with that person first. And then they feel comfortable giving you their like stuff. So like, yeah, definitely for like anybody who like wants to do you know, music in Japan and stuff, there's like a lot that you have to like learn specifically about like, you know, Japanese culture. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, it's you're, you're forging relationships with people. Yeah, exactly. And if you're not, you're not aware of what the general social dynamics are. Yeah. You know, you're, you're not going to go very far. So you have to yeah. make sure you at least, you know, you're, there, are, there is a, there is a, uh, there is some leeway you get as a foreigner. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I have made plenty of mistakes over there. And, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I think I told somebody one time um, <laughs> that my uh, my shoulder was tired. This is a hilarious story that yeah. I don't even know if I could tell the whole thing, but I ended up telling them, Kanojo uh, which if, yeah. for people who don't speak Japanese, I just said, my girlfriend is tired. Yeah. Because uh, I mixed up, uh, I think, kate, which is... Yeah, no, it's kata yeah 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 see i'm still frequently uh mess that one up but kanojo for some reason had swapped with that yeah yeah so i was telling uh this group of people that my girlfriend was tired while Mm -hmm. i was pointing to my shoulder and i got some pretty strange looks so so (laughs) that just sounds fun you that just sounds like that's yeah. so funny oh my you, you yeah. have to you have to make mistakes when you're in yeah. another country that's yeah definitely yeah. yeah yeah oh man so like with like you like so you you were talking about like anthony bourdain rest in peace um yeah man yeah but um so like like tell me like how how did you make the first step to like actually go to japan for that first time in 2016 yeah it's it's a it's a funny story. So, I guess yeah, definitely watching travel shows. You know, I really, me, yeah. me and my dad always loved them. It's funny, my dad doesn't travel at all, but <laughs> I, I love I love traveling. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. go anywhere in the world. Yeah, I guess I had definitely seen some episodes of you know uh, him being in Japan and 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 I've always loved you know living in New York and New Jersey. We're luck you know this area. We're lucky enough to have fairly authentic versions of food too. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. Just being in love. I, I love cooking. I love being mm-hmm. in the kitchen. Yeah. So those two things combined, I mean, mm-hmm. traveling and food just go together. So mm-hmm. wanting to go there for that had always kind of been inside of me. Mm-hmm. And then um, that year, uh, a friend of mine had <laughs> introduced me to baby metal. We had gone to, to see them in uh-huh. New York. Uh-huh. And 
I was just like so mesmerized by the performance <laughs> and their music and everything. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it was just like unlike anything I had ever really yeah, heard. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I started. I was working at the time in an office with with a my friend who we, who we went uh, who I went with. And yeah. We were just joking around, like, man, wouldn't it be funny if we went to go there to their tour finale in Tokyo? Yeah. And then uh, you know he kind of looked at me. He's like, yeah, that would be funny. And I was like, yeah, that would be funny. And then a year later, <laughs> yeah, like, within like a couple of months, a few yeah. months, we had plane tickets booked and we had a place to stay. And, and, nice, and then nice. you know it ended up it ended up being something that really stuck with me. I mean, mm. it was it was such a like I said, man, I mean, it's, it's a pretty eye-opening experience when yeah. you go halfway around the world. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, we went there for the concert in mm-hmm. a way and, and I, and I was, I knew I was going to enjoy the food and people and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. but I was, I mean, expectations were exceeded. Then the goal became, okay, how do I get back here? You, you know, the, the internet is such a powerful tool. It is. And I'm sure there are ways you could if your music resonates with, if you can understand the culture enough mm-hmm. and you can make music that will resonate with that culture enough, mm-hmm. um, then you're kind of already in. So yeah. as long as you can advertise it and That's the most important thing. use social media yeah. in the right way yeah. and you have enough people there that you're friends with that will share yeah. it around, you might have a pretty good chance of, yeah. of making that happen. So that, 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 that's, that's definitely one way, man. I mean, yeah. another, another way too is like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you definitely could start dating somebody there. That, that would help. I, I think another great way is um, work with people that are, uh, or, or I should say hire people that are, are in the business. You know, if mm-hmm. you can, and especially if your language chops are up, and, mm-hmm. up enough, you know, hit up somebody who mixes who's like a, a, a somewhat famous japanese mixer or yeah. or a mastering engineer or yeah. somebody somebody in that realm because then you don't you that's another thing where you don't mm-hmm. need to go over there yeah. you just have to send them tracks online you have to hope yeah. that, that the, the language barrier is mm-hmm. is uh, not too crazy but yeah um yeah there's there's definitely ways that you can but but also i have heard that <laughs> yeah it's very there the the gatekeepers are very serious over there I mean, music oh, yeah. is, I'm sh- I've experienced the underground and, and, you know, the DIY mm-hmm. type of scene and, mm-hmm. and people who are just kind of doing it for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're trying to, it depends on the level, on what your definition of success is. Mm-hmm. And this is also applicable for uh, making it here too. Yeah. Um, you know, you really have to define what success is to you and, mm-hmm. and what it means to be a professional because mm-hmm. Uh, is it, you know, does that, does that mean, okay, you're famous and your and, and your picture is on a bunch of billboards or mm-hmm. does that mean you're making a living from it? Because mm-hmm. those are two very different definitely, yeah. plateaus. Yeah, you know? definitely. So, uh, so yeah, man, I mean, uh, it's connections are the most important thing, of course, definitely, you know, yeah. as you said before, yeah. networking is networking is everything. It'll, it'll yeah. get you into a lot of places. Definitely. What are some things that like that, because I don't know how much uh, you've like researched about like the Japanese because you probably know more from like experience, but like um, what are some of the things that you like appreciate the most about like the Japanese music industry? Um, they, in, in, in like the pop realm, I think, I think they take more risks um, and the art is way crazier. Yeah. There's, there's, there's definitely in, in 
in in the in I think in the pop realm it's there in, in the yeah. DIY scene I think um, one beautiful thing is that they're really they do not give a fuck about trends <laughs> they yeah. they really don't I mean I one night I was there I saw like a jazzy funk R and B group and then I saw a punk band and then I saw an acoustic duo and, and <laughs> All on the same bill. All all on the same bill. And people were <laughs> into it, man. I mean, yeah. this, was, this was in Shibuya. And um, yeah, it's just generally, I think that like they're not really too concerned with what's popular, what's the big genre thing that's happening now. Mm-hmm. Like if, you're, if yeah. you're in the more DIY scene, we saw some pretty crazy experimental band. I, there was this one act. I, I can't remember their name. Remember Somebody the gave name. me. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll send you the link to yeah, it. Definitely, you can, definitely, yeah. you know, post it in a description or something yeah, 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 but yeah. Um, I have a CD in my car mm-hmm. and we saw them in uh, Nagoya mm-hmm. and uh, this woman that we stayed with she was this she was a really interesting person so we, we stayed with this lady and we stayed at her house and she was just this she's older Korean hippie lady nice that's the only <laughs> way I could explain her yeah she was so cool yeah um, and she she had all these like weird, cool instruments in her house, mm-hmm. and she was really into music, very passionate about mm-hmm. music. And uh, she brought us to go see her friends at this bar, this total dive bar. Mm-hmm. And it was—I mean, it was like—I don't even—it was—it felt very New York being in there. <laughs> yeah. And we saw—I don't know if you have you ever heard of a band called Swans? Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like. like Post hardcore, that sort of like like, we, like experimental, meant, yeah. like real out there yeah. rock, and yeah. there was these guys doing it was super odd time signatures, all that kind of nice. stuff, but very heavy. Remember their name, please, because do you? Remember? Um, I'll I'll send you the okay, t- yeah, because 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 yeah. like I might have the do they have like a do they have like a internet following like like at all or are they no uh, okay um, then I probably don't know and I'll say something about that in a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was that band, and then the band on after that. This is the other. This is the band that I have the CD from. Oh, okay, oh yeah. um, uh, God, what was the name? It's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, I have a shirt by them. <laughs> it's uh, Velvet Ants was the first. Never band. heard of them. Oh, Velvet. Yeah. Okay, okay. Velvet Ants. Yeah. Super. You know, very underground. Yeah. Uh, but they, they, they were the first band. The second band, I have to get the name of. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we, we are. Uh, God, what was it? I can't remember. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like, they were like, uh, I don't know, like, like, <laughs> like if Lincoln Park got Ooh. cooked in the desert, like, I don't even understand, like, I don't know how to, I don't I'm, know. How I'm to struggling explain. to understand what that means. <laughs> it's probably, it's really not a good description, but it, they were, they were really interesting. This guy, and it was just a girl in it and like a DJ. Yeah. Um, and, and so he would be playing the music, but he was mixing it live, like while it was happening. Ooh. And she, she had these just crazy, like, um, um, melodic, uh, or harmonic minor type, mm-hmm. you know, melodies that she was doing throughout mm-hmm. most of the, the music and mm-hmm. very deserty type sound. Oh, and, that's what you mean. Okay. So in terms of like, okay, I see what yeah. you mean now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and, and, and the, the DJ guy, he had this crazy, he had like an Altoids can, with rocks in it or something and then that was like it had a guitar pickup i think 
a guitar yeah. pickup taped to it, and then that was ran into effects pedals. And at various points in the set, he would shake it, Yo, and it crazy. was the craziest sound I've ever heard in my life. It was it was bomb. And you and you had their CD. I have their CD. Yeah. Would you even approach mixing for them, like <laughs> like. I want to. I think I contacted yeah, her. Oh my God, I, I, yeah. I must have talked to them. I would love yeah, to meet them. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. So I mean, we were just. So that's what. They're they're really not afraid to experiment. Mm-hmm. And there's there's definitely like a noise rock scene there, mm-hmm. which totally surprised me. Yeah. Some really off the wall shit. Yeah. The only thing I could say that's negative. Yeah. Is that Japanese bands, at least the ones I've come into contact with so far are horrible at marketing themselves well let me let me clarify yeah bands here are bad at it too <laughs> bands but, every, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just every, something they everywhere. have to learn yeah yeah, yeah. bands everywhere are bad. but but there's <laughs> there's just like there was there was a certain type of attitude about it that was uh-huh. different because even though bands are bad at it here i think a lot of bands understand that they need to be good at it mm-hmm. for some of the bands that we met over there were like yeah, we don't really care. <laughs> like people will just totally listen funny. to the music. Yeah, yeah, but I, but I do You're respect right. that. Yeah, yeah, but like speaking of which, because the Japanese music industry is so slow to change, like everything else in Japan, to be honest. Um, but like you know, stuff with like because the music industry, in most part, it's still a a like a like very nineteen nineties model, or like up until you know Napster, basically ruined it not not like ruined everything but basically shook the whole industry yeah so so for the most part because you know no um companies aren't really doing streaming as much as as much like as like american or like other international music industries have have like fully adopted streaming japan Mm -hmm. hasn't really adopted streaming up until that point but i feel with the whole you know pandemic situation that's going to change and um but like yeah definitely with like cd still being the way most people kind of like buy music and which i love it's it's so endearing like the first time i went to like a like rental like like a cd rental shop it felt like i was in 2005 or something like (laughs) it's crazy yeah it's crazy it's crazy and like that's like very endearing but like because the industry has been able to survive and thrive because up until this point um i did like a whole research paper about this but like japan is either probably korea has like probably taken the second on the second place spot maybe but like japan is like one of the biggest three music industries in the world but the way that they do stuff over here is still antiquated with you know with with like the labels and stuff like that so like yeah i like really hope that like there there will be more independent artists that will be able to like kind of like you know thrive over here because if you look at any you no know, chart topping like you know um like you know Japanese artists they're definitely tied to a label and they probably have like a very sub subservient kind of like relationship with the label compared with like you know people over here that can that can cut distribution deals and stuff like that. And I don't know everything about like the situation situation in Japan, but I would assume based 
on Japanese culture and whatnot that like definitely artists here once they once they get to like a certain position have more freedom and like you know divvying up their like contract and like getting better deals for themselves compared to Japanese people. I would yeah, assume yeah, let me I, say yeah. 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 I, I have heard from the, the few conversations I've had mm-hmm. about uh, the the upper echelons of the music industry yeah. is that it's not very artist friendly. Um, <laughs> you know, when you when you're when you're in like a when you're in like the pop world where yeah. you know there's a lot of money being thrown yeah. around, yeah. it's 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 very demanding of the yeah. artist, and yeah. they do not have a lot of control on what's going on. Yeah. I mean, at that point, they're just kind of a face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Not exactly the life I would want. Yeah, obviously not. Yeah. But, but, but like, we're not trying to become like pop queens or like anything. Yeah. I don't, I I don't queens. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, stranger things have happened. I don't know if you've heard, but there's actually like an all white, like, like, like Korean boy band. Like these like four white guys from like, from like I, I would assume America have like actually made a life for themselves being like you know K-pop group in Korea. I mean, I, mean, I believe it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, exactly. I, I can certainly believe it. Um, yeah. I mean, there was uh, there was that that group Lady Baby that was out for a while. Which was that you know who you know I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh my god. He yeah. was like a rugby player or something. Oh, he was Australian yeah. rugby player, yeah. and that was weird. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. There's and I love it because stuff like that can like speaking on like marketing like YouTube because Japan like most people like most Japanese people will like stream their music or quote unquote stream their music through YouTube more than like the actual dedicated Spotify or like you know Apple Music and whatnot. Right. So like the marketing is there because Lady ba- Lady Baby. What's well, it was Lady Beard and then it was like Lady, Lady Beard, Beard or, like, or something. Yeah, they would have never gotten successful if it, if it like wasn't for like their whole YouTube campaign or like the whole definitely, like yeah. YouTube like fame and stuff like that. So like Japanese people, there's definitely it's just the people that have to like break through. One of one of my favorite bands right now is uh Glim Spanky. Oh okay, um, yeah. Oh okay, so you know and, them, yeah. Yeah, and I got to see them in, in, in Nagoya. Okay, cool. That was that was one of the weirdest concerts I think I've ever been to in my entire life. How come? Um, the so I'm I'm sure Tokyo. I've never I've never been to like a I've never seen a. Um, well, I saw I saw Baby Metal, but that was in a giant. That was in the Tokyo Dome. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's not really like a concert. It mm-hmm. it is, but like in like a maybe a two to three thousand cap room. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that type of yeah. a concert I've yeah. never been to in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. But when we went to, uh, we saw them in Nagoya and they were, they were great, performed mm-hmm. very well. They're amazing mm-hmm. musicians. Yeah. The crowd, I could not believe how stiff the crowd was. I mean, it was, it was <laughs> that's a whole different, yeah, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, I could hear the, the, the main girl, the, the singer, I mm-hmm. could hear her tune her guitar <laughs> with it off i mean she took the, the tuner pedal on yeah and in between songs i could hear yeah. her tuning her guitar i couldn't believe it I again mean, it's a big the venue it's like a very cultural thing and like stuff like that like and it's not like because for 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 us americans if if we're like getting crazy on the concert it means that it's the way that we show respect and it's the way that we right, show yeah that we like like the music, but yeah. again, I Japanese figured it culture. out quickly. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's so funny. And I was gonna, I was gonna whip out my phone too to take a picture, and then I realized nobody no, took out no, their phone. 
And I was like, I was about to take it out. And I was like, oh, okay. That's so weird for like a Glenn Spanky show because like they're like more like rocky. I would have, oh, that's. They have a very Western sound. It's very yeah, like rock. A, yeah. And, and, and I just, I don't know. I expected at least people to be like dancing and having a good Japanese time. And everyone people, was just, uh, you know, yeah. just sitting there, hands folded, looking at the stage. Japanese society is an enigma in, <laughs> in, in Sometimes, male in yeah. another enigma. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy well that that's so funny because like i i haven't been to many concerts when i how many concerts because i would play shows with like the clubs i would like so so like i actually performed like a, like smaller clubs and stuff like that but like i mean with that it was like mostly other like other like people in the club and stuff like that and things like that yeah. so like everybody was like everybody was friendly because like because like everybody knew each other and stuff like that but like yeah. the concerts that i went to I have to show you this other guy, Taichi Mukai. He's killing it in kind of like the pop R and B game. Load me but up like, links, yeah, when I was when I was at his concert, people were like dancing. It's like R and B. Like you can't not groove with like R and B music. You know, like you have to groove. You know, um, so like yeah, I don't know. Japanese like Japanese culture is such. It's crazy sometimes. You know, it's just like so. It's so funny sometimes. And like, it is, dude. It's, it, yeah. it can be very different from what yeah. we're used to. Yeah, it's like a whole, like, you know, journey of, like, discovering it, which I love. Which yeah. I love, yeah, yeah. I think that I think that might even be their tagline or something. It has something to do with it. <laughs> the tagline? It, it is. I think they, oh, it's, it's endless discovery, I think, is Japan. Oh, 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 so you mean kind of like the, I, I guess, I guess, like, the Ministry of, like, um... Yeah, tourists. like tourism. Yeah, whatever. tourism that's, stuff that's like that. Their, that's really? their thing. Yeah, yeah. Endless discovery. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. To be honest, yeah, it's definitely endless, endless, endless discovery for us. You know, gaijin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure, man. Yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. So this has been Joey Papa. Uh, thank you so much for you know talking with me and just talking about your like musical journey i mean i I feel like there's like so so many more things we could like talk about but um (laughs) yeah thank you especially for like talking about it feels good to have somebody to talk to about like the japanese music industry in this way (laughs) just so that i know that i'm not crazy in my like experiences as like a foreigner and stuff like that same same man yeah same yeah yeah but um thank you so much i mean is there like anything, are there like any like, um, any like final words they want to say about like your own music or like if you have anything in the works or like your YouTube, if you have a YouTube or like. Um, you, you can follow me at Poe Joppa, P-O-E-Y-J-A-P-A. Um, from there you can find some of the other stuff that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's my, my page is mostly film photography, but I do post music in the stories and stuff like that. Nice, so. nice, nice, nice. Um, and uh and yeah and then i I drum for electric sensei which you can find through through my instagram as well um but yeah man thanks for having me i had a lot of fun yeah yeah thank you for talking again for like doing this yeah